Hello, my name is Kelly Gavens and this is 48 Minutes, a podcast with inspiring leaders. In this episode, I talk to Jose Walding, who is the 33-year-old founder and CEO of The Media Nanny. The Media Nanny offers global PR services for artists, brands and events in the entertainment business and beyond. She has worked with famous DJs like Martin Garrix, David Geza and our very own Charlotte Dodica. On top of that, she's a brand ambassador for Porsche and has a jet set live that many of Nevertheless, I got to know Jose as a very kind and down-to-earth woman who just loves horses, like I do. So besides horses, we talked about how she is dealing with the COVID crisis being in one of the worst affected sectors. We talked about the importance of following your own path and about things she does to stay centered. Hope you enjoy it. Jose, I hope, I know you do a lot of podcasts and, and I hope not to have too many repetitive questions, but the one question which I think uh, will come back very often mm -hmm. is uh, the fact that we are now uh, already <laughs> almost a year in mm -hmm. a pandemic. Uh, and you are active in, in probably the worst uh, effective industry. Mm -hmm. um, do you still remember the day uh, when they announced the lockdown and how it got into uh, yeah. your mind? I mean, for us normally in March, the season starts yeah. like January and February is more preparing for the summer when mm -hmm. most of the festivals and events are held and when a lot of our artists are most active mm -hmm. and I remember when it was already happening in Asia and Italy yeah, yeah. in February that we were like hmm, if this is continuing and going our direction that there is no Miami Music Week or Ultra Festival yeah so we prepared everything and booked our flights and we had everything set up for Miami which is always the last week of March mm. um, like around the 23rd um, and then I think it was March 16 when they announced yeah. the lockdown and um, well of course we had to cancel everything and this was like all right summer 2020 is cancelled you you understood it I think uh, yeah we we took it quite serious because yeah. you know when you hear the ministers and the presidents and the government speaking and that this is not something that will last for two weeks and they mm -hmm. locked everything until September mm. so then that was kind of the hope like oh maybe in September yeah, it will be back half. but then I think during the summer period yeah. we understood that what was happening in the US and that there was not much traveling going on anyways and then you know especially because we work with a lot of international artists mm -hmm. um, it's quite hard to you know go from a worldwide tour to you know, play at local <laughs> Back clubs. to the roots. <laughs> and the clubs were not opening. Um, so I, I think, I mean, the, the time went fast in a way, uh, but it really, I always say, it really feels like we've pressed pause and it's happened for a reason. And I'm sure there are some good reasons yeah. for at least everyone to reflect because obviously we were very spoiled. We can go to, like even the Netherlands has like 2,500 festivals every yeah. year. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so now it was time to kind of look at ourselves and see what we want to do. But for the industry, it's horrible yeah. because so many companies are not surviving. All the artists that are at home or they have to find a different job or mm -hmm. it's very, it's not an inspiring 
not as exp- inspiring for everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can believe it's almost yeah, it's almost a year now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I also don't believe. Yeah. And um, there, there were good and bad things coming from the lockdown. Mm-hmm. What for you has been the high and the low so far? Um, well, the high for me was maybe business-wise because we merged with a company, yeah. uh, SEG, Sports Entertainment Group, which is a massive talent agency. Uh, we have like 150 agents and 500 talents, wow. all in yeah. the sports and now also artists. Um, and also with the Media Nanny team, you know, from the day this lockdown started, we knew that there were going to be a lot of artists saying, oh, we have to... Uh, also pause the yeah, uh, the, the work yeah, yeah. Um, that you guys do for us because we're not actually doing anything and also we don't yeah. want to spend money because we don't know how long it's going to last so of course that affects your business and mm-hmm. we you know to make sure that the revenue streams keep going um, we sat down with the whole team or we went on zoom it's like one of the first zoom calls we had. <laughs> when it was still cool. yeah when it was still cool um, and then um I told everyone from the interns to the management team, okay, I want everyone to write down a list of uh, brands, companies, people they know. You know, it could be your neighbor that works at Deliveroo or Mm -hmm. um, your aunt who works at a brand that are not as affected by the pandemic, Mm -hmm. not as much as the music industry, um, and see if we can do some work for them and Mm. maybe at least start to have a conversation and maybe we can go in like a pitch because obviously with brands the whole PR and marketing is a bit different because they have bigger um, departments within the company and they don't switch with agencies that often mm-hmm. um, so then everyone like I think we were with like 15 16 people everyone made like a big excel wow. sheet and started to set up like oh maybe we can work with this person or maybe with this brand and oh I know that one and then it was like yeah we went in the, like this whole sales environment and because we were very spoiled because most of the business came to us because, yeah. you know, people wanted to work with us. And now we were like on the phone and emailing people. And yeah. it was very good for the energy because then, you know, one of our interns, he scored a really big client in Whoa. Germany. Yeah, <laughs> like it was Boat's House. It's like a massive club yeah. in Cologne. Yeah. And they were going to do a live stream project and he knew somewhere there and... Um, so it was very cool because like every Friday we would have a new client. So wow. it's not only negative all the time yeah. about people leaving. It was like, all right, there were clients leaving, but we also had some highlights mm-hmm. and reasons to uh, celebrate. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a big high for me, for sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And the lows. Um, wow. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm very um, thankful that SEG... Um, continue the merger even in this time because it's mm-hmm. not the moment to merge or to take over companies because everyone's kind of waiting what's happening um but case Foss, the ceo he really believed in you know the business model that we have here and um the talent you know that we can represent within the entertainment industry because they do mostly sports yeah. talent and we do mostly entertainment talent um but of course, now managing talent in this uh, in these times is very uh, it's very hard because 
a there's not a lot of money to mm -hmm. be made um so you try to help your talent as much as possible but you yeah know, they can't perform and that's obviously one of the biggest revenue streams yeah. so everyone is a little bit hesitant so it's hard to start up a completely new uh division mm -hmm. um and i wish you know because i'm like if i want to start something i want it to be happening the next day and yeah. these times it's like impossible for everyone yeah um but i must say that even though i mean that that's not really a low but it's it's kind of we're all waiting to mm. press play again and yeah. i think that's like the biggest low yeah that we don't know what's gonna happen yeah when you can hit exactly the yeah play button again and um one of the things i was i was reflecting on you you had a pretty hectic lifestyle, mm -hmm. I guess, before. Um, do you think when we hit the play button, you will go soon to <laughs> businesses? Do you want it or, or have you also reflected on the way you do things? Mm, I mean, the traveling part, now we realize we don't have to travel as much. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's uh, sometimes very annoying that you can't just hop on a plane to London and do a bunch of meetings. Yeah, that's, I mean, the fact that you can't just go everywhere and not have the freedom, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's been a, like the year for, I think, a lot of people to reflect on, you know, what you want in life and what you appreciate and mm -hmm. homeschooling with your kids and um, even uh, that people work from home. I mean, I, I, I can work anywhere in the world, like I can be in a hotel room or a plane or at home or in an office, but... For a lot of people, it's difficult to work from home. Yeah. So I'm happy that we have a big office with a lot of space. So people, if it's very, uh, you know, for a, for a very urgent meeting or you have to do a long Zoom call, it's sometimes better to be outside of your, yeah. you know, living room where your kids and yeah. uh, everyone is walking around. Um, but I think also... You know, I mean, I've been meditating more than ever. I've been working out more. I've been riding <laughs> horses more. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, it's been really good. Yeah. You know, I also been uh, with my son a lot more than the years before because I was always mm. traveling a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I already told you, like horses. How many do you have? We have. Uh, let me see. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, eight. Yeah. Wow. But some young horses that are not broken yet, and um, I have two that I compete with, and um, my dad has the a breeding mare. Mm. My parents live in uh, Groningen, which yeah. is the north, so there's a bit more space. And, like the city center of Amsterdam is not very convenient <laughs> to have a horse, <laughs> but um, no, I'm 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 happy because I just. I found a new place to, to ride and I actually work uh, together with her as well. Um, her name is Danny, Danny Waldman and she's an Olympic mm -hmm. rider for Israel. Wow. She's based here in Holland because they have the, the horse business here. Mm -hmm. So I get like the horses get like the best treatment and I get the best training and wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're win win. Win win situation. And uh, but also that, you know, you hope you can start competing more than we could the last yeah it's for every like entertainment industry but also the sports you know because it's 
for a lot of people, for talent, it's not like you have a lifetime career. Mm -hmm. Like for a lot of yeah. soccer players or other athletes, it's always like a shorter time. Yeah. So every year you can't play. It's yeah, like older. Yeah. Yeah. You lose time. Yeah. Yeah. What do you um, appreciate mo most about horses? Um, wow. Well, they on. would be. A <laughs> I always say I better. <laughs> I like spending time with horses more than people. Yeah, that's in a lot of <laughs> They're good listeners. Um, no, I mean, I've been riding horses since I'm four, so I grew up with them and I can't imagine a life without them. I've, I've stopped riding for a while when I was in uh, university, um, but I hated it and I mm. found a, another place where I could ride someone else's horses. Um, and then as soon as I was done, um, I actually bought a place up north close to my parents so I could ride more yeah um but it's I don't know it's for me it's also like some people like to go running you know or it's kind of to shut down because you can't be on your phone yeah. you're dealing with nothing else than the horse yeah. your mind is kind of shut off yeah. um, and then also the competitive uh, part of it I yeah. love because I've always done show jumping and um when I was younger um, we did a lot of national shows and won quite some stuff and now it's I try to do some bigger shows more international mm -hmm. um, but it's I don't know it's also like a, a lifestyle almost right yeah. so it's not just you go to the gym and work out I mean that could be a lifestyle if you yeah. you know want to be a fit girl and that's all you do um, but with horses it's you know it's also it's also not something that you can do once a week when you own your own horses mm -hmm. because no. they need more attention and yeah if you want to train them and you want to train yourself it's also it's always mm -hmm. never ends you're never done learning with mm. them do you believe there is now uh, more and more uh, horse coaching and, and coaching leadership coaching with horses do you believe your horses <laughs> make you a better leader uh, i think so i think i'm if i'm not <sighs> I think horses make me a better person in general. Mm -hmm. You also know if you know if you feel like shit or you have a bad day and you get on a horse, and you're automatically you're more intense, you know, and mm -hmm. the horse feels it, and they're very sensitive, so yeah. they kind of push you to relax yeah. in a way and kind of take a deep breath and you know um, make sure that you have a nice ride because if you end up stressing out even not when you're on the horse yeah you you won't have a nice ride no. <laughs> so it's good it's also good to um to know that you know you can't with a horse you can't force anything because yeah. they're stronger anyway so yeah you have to be smarter and um so yeah i learned a lot also from the riding that you can you know uh you can uh, work on in your personal life or in your business like or in your leadership and mm -hmm. I mean, now I've, I mean, I've had the business for 10 years and now it's a whole new phase because you work in a big corporate yeah. environment and there's yeah. more people and it's not just me that's mm -hmm. telling everyone else what to do. Now you do it yeah. as a team. So the whole teamwork thing is something that I really, yeah, I'm getting more into. Yeah. But I like it. I like to work with people as well. Yeah. Yeah. After the horses. After the horses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I was actually, uh, I have a young horse, three years. Oh, and, okay. um, 
yeah, he has trust issues. Ah, so okay. it's really important mm -hmm. to be the leader and, and make him trust you. Otherwise, yeah. it's, it's not happening. It's, it's tricky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once they know, they it's know. It's tricky. <laughs> and it's it's easy to, to lose trust with horses if you yeah, do for one sure. thing wrong or correct. Oh yeah, but also if if you can be scared, like if a horse has been crazy and you fall off. Yeah, this, this is why a lot of people say, Oh yeah, I love horses. Yeah, I've been riding once, but I fell off, so I never did it again. Mm. It's like that's yeah. Because mm -hmm. most of the time if you fall off, you fall hard and yeah, it it's hurts. you know, it's uh it's a big creature and yeah. you can, they can't speak and they're not telling you when they're going to do something. So. No, um, they just do it. Yeah, but it's good for your mind space if you mm -hmm. do it right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the reasons I actually really wanted to have you in, in the podcast is um, that you seem to combine a very... Uh, yeah, almost a jet set life with a very down to earth attitude. Um, mm -hmm. What what keeps you grounded? Um, well, I guess I I've always realized that the jet set life is the life of the people I work with. It's mm -hmm. not my life. I yeah, mean, I get to fly in private planes and I get to spend time in beautiful hotels and. Um, you're always backstage or in the VIP of a club, but mm -hmm. that's not because, you know, people ask me, like, because I service people that, yeah. you know, have that life. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I guess knowing that, that it's not your life, but others and that you're very fortunate to be part of it. Mm -hmm. Nene is also work. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm now I'm better home with my kid or he, here in the office and uh, working with the team and let the team do all that stuff and yeah. I don't have to, I don't, you know, on a Friday night, I'd rather spend time at home than in yeah. the club, for example. But in the beginning, of course, it's like overwhelming it's and it's yeah. like a roller coaster because you go to all these places and you get to know so many new people and yeah. different cultures. And that I love, like I love traveling and meet new people and, yeah. um, you know, see a lot of the world. So yeah. you get inspired, but you also learn a lot along the mm -hmm. way that things can go differently than you might think or you should do things differently or yeah. other, like it's not like you know you always know what's best mm -hmm. um, so and also like I'm from the north of Holland from a little yeah. village I mean I, I'm like a farmer girl and then I think we'll always stay the same yeah <laughs> if you wouldn't have your uh your own PR company, well, what would you be doing as a job? Well, when I was younger, I wanted to be a vet. Uh, uh, hence yeah, the horses. <laughs> but I did like an internship for a week and I hated it. I was like, oh my God, this is like such long days. And yeah, it's a tough job. Eh? And <laughs> now I end up having longer days with, with my current yeah. jobs. But um, no, I mean, to be honest, I always, I, I knew very early that I wanted to, um, be my own boss mm -hmm. and that I don't like if I want to get up in the morning and ride horses from 8 to 10 mm -hmm. not have to be somewhere at 8 15 or mm -hmm. I mean it's the freedom and also the freedom that, of the creativity that you put in the company and if you have a creative job mm -hmm. um, I mean I, I think it would always be something with music because I 
you know, yeah. I'm a massive music lover, but it's always different if you can make your own decisions and your own choose your own path. Yeah. Um, than when you work for a company. Yeah. Because you know, if someone in, that's higher up in the company says no, then it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to make your own decisions and. I mean, I necess- not necessarily that I wanted to have a bigger company. I, I kind of like the now that we have a smaller team in the new division. I kind of like it because it's more personal. Yeah. And you know, at the media, and any we have a big team, and luckily I have some really good um, managers that help me yeah. direct the team. But I used to know everything about everyone. You know. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what they were doing every day and what they had for dinner and um, what they were struggling with, what projects they were working on. But yeah. now you kind of lose that because, yeah. you know, the teams get bigger. So I kind of miss that. So whenever I'm going to do another uh, phase in my career, maybe in um, years from now, because here I'm not done for sure, mm-hmm. um, I might start something again and just keep the team small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think um, there's definitely benefits of having a small team um, yeah and, and there's also a lot of downsides of having huge teams yeah. or huge companies it's manage. hard to be um i think it's easier to lead a team of five or six yeah than 20 and then obviously then you have some people lead a team of 60 or like <laughs> here we have yeah. an hr director that leads 100 and like 150 agents and they yeah, have to train true. them and it's like oh man I go crazy because I want to know everything, like also yeah. the personal life and what, what yeah. they're doing. Like I'm a control yeah. freak. Yeah. It's very hard to control. <laughs> but that's probably also what made you successful in, in some ways. Yeah, because, because I you care. connect to the people. Yeah, exactly. And I love to, I mean, I say I like horses more, but I actually like working mm. with people. Otherwise, you know, yeah. I would never choose this direction <laughs> of a career. Yeah. Um, but I like to work with people, you know, if they if you can create something together and mm-hmm. you can facilitate certain things. And yeah. I mean, that gives me energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I believe that everyone has come on this planet with a certain quality or mm-hmm. talent that they have to share the world, uh, share with the world. <laughs> what what would be your quality that you serve the world with oh it can be your environment it can be professionally but generally well what do people come to you for um i'm a good fixer so Mm. whatever you need people know like we they can ask me anything and i'll fix it so you need um yeah, whatever. I can give examples, but it's uh, like I don't really take no for an answer. So, and I'm not mm-hmm. afraid for yeah. anything. So, you know, if someone says I uh, I want to have dinner in in Tokyo tomorrow night at yeah. a certain restaurant, I'll just yeah. make that happen. Um, cool. And I would say that people think I'm very caring. That I mm-hmm. I hate it when you know there's, for example, if there's a miscommunication or I hate conflicts mm-hmm. I mean I always try to have for me it's the most important thing about also having a team but also having a family is that you know everyone's happy yeah that's what we're all looking for is happiness mm-hmm. right and I think some people find that in their jobs or their personal lives or but I think the ultimate is that 
you're happy with yourself. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. That's the most hardest part, I think. Yeah. Um, but I would say that people would come to me because they know I'll, I'm going to fix it. And yeah. that I really care and that I won't stop uh, going and trying uh, until this happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you just said, I, I'm not afraid of anything. No. Um, you come across as very fearless, but <laughs> do you have any fears? Mm. I mean, not really. I, I mean, everyone has have certain fears or insecurities. I have loads, you know. Mm. It's not like I'm this super confident woman. Um, but I'm, no, I don't really have fears. Mm-hmm. I mean, jumped out of a plane. Uh, <laughs> done a lot of extreme sports. And my, we actually, I went skiing um, for the first time last year. And I had like a private... It's pretty fearless. Isn't it? Well, I mean, it's at, when you're 32, <laughs> yeah, you still have to start. And I, but I loved it so much. And I had like a private instructor. But, you know, now when I look back, I went a couple of times more. And you, now you see the danger a bit more. Yeah. And you think like, oh, man, if I break a leg or an arm, I can't ride horses. I'd be, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's just not very ideal. So I first I just do it and then mm. I sometimes now when you get a bit older you think about mm, maybe that wasn't a really good idea yeah <laughs> um but um no I can be you know insecure about stuff or uh, if I, I I don't like to tell people bad news mm. so I think to, that's something to, to disappoint it, yeah maybe that yeah. or when results aren't good and I'll like I'd rather fix the results Yeah. And come up with something positive, then go to the person and say like, oh yeah, we didn't, you know, the results weren't yeah. good or something. Mm-hmm. So I guess um, my fear is to disappoint people. Yeah. Which is also not, uh, I mean, that's the hardest part. It's like you should, you know, as long as you don't disappoint yourself. I mean, I cannot control what other yeah. people think. Or as long as you did your best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what they say. I mean, actually read a book called The Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. And it's, that um, it says... Don't take anything personal. Um, don't um, don't make any assumptions. Yeah. Um, always do your best, and also be you know be careful with spoken word because we say things so easy, but it's, mm. spoken word is very it sticks. Yeah, it yeah. sticks and it's it's very powerful. It's like what you said now mm-hmm. to the universe. You know, will come back. Yeah. And so that those four things. I mean, that book I really like because it's simple and it's. The four agreements. The four I agreements. haven't heard about no? it, but it sounds It's really very... good. Yeah. I mean, it's spiritual in a way, but very down to earth and um, just very true. It's more like a reminder. It's like when mm-hmm. someone tells you, like, don't take it personal. You're like, but, you know, my business is personal for me. So how yeah. can I not take it personal? Yeah. Or like, how can I not like assume that someone means something when they say this? Or when you get like a really, you know like an email that's very short and uh, yeah. aggressive. Yeah. You you know, you, you assume that that person on the other side is very upset with something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe it's not the case and you just yeah. didn't have time to write a proper email. Yeah, you know? We're about to jump out of place. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so no, that really, um, I think that's, that's still important lesson. Yeah, oh, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, Yeah, my assumption, <laughs> to continue mm-hmm. on assumptions, yeah. my assumption is that you were hooked to your phone, or at least one year ago you were hooked to your phone. Um, 
When was the last day that you were spent a day without your phone? Mm. Um, well, not a day for sure, but I, I had surgery on my collarbone last year, actually a week after the lockdown was announced because I fell off the horse. And then I had to be in hospital in surgery, so I couldn't be on my phone. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, I was, they, they drugged me. And so mm -hmm. even if I were on my phone, I couldn't read anything or yeah. couldn't come up with something to say. or I didn't want to talk to anyone. Um, but that must have been the last thing. Like, no, my phone doesn't really leave. I mean, I go to bed with it and I put it on silent, but then I have mm -hmm. like my favorites list. So if people really need me, they can call they me come at night. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's, it's sometimes I hate, I hate my phone because it's, you know, so easy to mm -hmm. open it and like go and you end up, you always end up in places that you actually, you <laughs> yeah. know, like you didn't, that was not the reason why you <laughs> yeah. took the phone. Yeah. You know? Um, but I mean, I don't, they had like this series on Netflix, the social dilemma. It's more that I worry about my son who sees me on the phone a lot. So ah, yeah, it's more that he's obviously, he loves gaming and his iPad mm. and like that screens have become such a big part of our lives. And um, I, yeah, I would actually love to spend mm. a week or two on like a deserted island where there's no reception. Mm. Yeah. Because I love like the outdoors and I love riding yeah. and I love camping. Like it's not like oh, I need to be connected all the time because I'm afraid that I miss something. Yeah. I don't, that's not my thing. Yeah. But it's also sometimes to say like, oh yeah, there's tricks. Just take off like Instagram, all the social media. When you go on a holiday, just, you know, uh, take out like email, WhatsApp. Like if people really need yeah, to apps. talk to you, they, they call oh. you. And mm -hmm. then you don't see WhatsApp, uh, mm -hmm. WhatsApp messages coming in and you don't mm -hmm. press the Instagram uh, icon and... I think Do you know the light phone? The light phone? It's actually, it could be a good... Oh, it's like for, it's actually for older people and now... <laughs> yeah, it's actually a very modern, uh, it looks very slick. So I, I got to know it just through one of my clients. So you you actually, it's connected to your real phone. Mm -hmm. And and it's as big as a credit card almost. Yeah. Um, and what it does is you can call five numbers, yeah. receive any calls. Yeah. And that's it. And, and, and maybe message. yeah, maybe some simple messages, but you cannot really do a it's lot. Really. Like going back to when we had Nokia's and yeah, yeah. I mean, even then, because I think I was about twelve when I had my first phone. Yeah, I think when I was in like first, yeah, first mm -hmm. class of my high school, I had like a phone and oh, but even we were on MSN and like we were chatting with everyone all the time. Like, yeah, it's crazy. And then it was like, you didn't chat about anything useful. Now you are doing useful stuff for work. Yeah. But at the same time, like in your personal life, you're also in touch with everyone all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because Coase, one of uh, the guys I work with, he just went off Instagram and also she's Whoa. like, I'm so done with it. Like, especially during Christmas and New Year's, you have yeah. so much time. You just sit around just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I'm not a I'm not a good example of. Uh, uh, actually, every time I sell, like I, I tell myself in the morning, actually this is what I do is when I get up in the morning, and I have to make breakfast for Finn, I leave my phone, you know, upstairs so we have like mm -hmm. a moment we eat breakfast together. Yeah. Um, 
and then when we go upstairs, you know, he's gonna get dressed, I'm gonna, you know, get ready, and then by the time I leave the house, it's like 8.30 or something, and then I grab my phone and yeah. take him to school. So that first little hour of the day, for the two to of not, you. yeah, I mean, you know, when the alarm goes off, you take your phone and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But now I actually I have a new phone because I, I was I had an iPhone for a long time, but now I have the Samsung uh, Fold. It's like the foldable, uh, ah, foldable yeah, phone. I've seen it. And the good part is, is that the messages don't show, like you see that someone's messaging you, but they don't show um, like all the, uh, all the messages in the, in yeah. the screen right away. And okay. that's actually nice. So only when I open WhatsApp, then I see who's been messaging me. Yeah. So I think that's already a big okay. step. <laughs> yeah, slowly, yeah. Yeah. No, I did it actually um, in June because, I, of course, uh, in our retreats, people, they have to hand in their phones. So it's pretty strict and they're very scared. I actually want to go sometimes. They're all, when there's uh, a new, when, when you yeah. guys are uh, able to organize them again, I would love to come. Yeah, so they're... Most people, they really, because a lot of the yeah entrepreneurs and CEOs, they're all hooked to their phones, so they're all scared of it. Um, but they all like it a lot. And then the funny thing is, I'm actually pretty bad with my phone as well. Yeah. Um, and so in June, I remember I was getting really nervous because of all the COVID and yeah, I couldn't... Yeah, yeah. I, I, also, my business couldn't happen. No. And... Um, and then some, one of my uh, mentors, uh, who's a very spiritual guy, uh, he, he told me, Caroline, you have to get back in touch with yourself. Go to a <laughs> monastery without your phone and you'll see what happens. Oh, wow. So I did uh, that for yeah. um, five days, which was wow. pretty long. In silence. Wow. <laughs> it was. So since then, I'm even more convinced, like, if you... You should just try it once, yeah. and it's it's and really well, you know. one of the best things you can yeah. do for yourself. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Okay, I'm gonna try. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, what other questions? I have so many questions, but <laughs> I have to keep track of time. Mm, oh yeah. I also, I have the impression that you are pretty, uh, you're reading books and, and you're, mm-hmm. you're um, let me get, we get new <laughs> you, you, you do some personal development, I, mm-hmm. I have the impression. What is the book or, or tip or trick or what is the thing that helped you the most in, in mm-hmm. becoming a better person? Um, well, I think self-reflection is very important and to be equipped with mm-hmm. knowledge about how to um, handle things in life, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you go through tough times. Um, knowing, you know, I use Headspace, the app, mm, yeah. knowing, you know, to when you have a thought or when it is a feeling and see the difference between it and that thoughts come and go. Um, and then there's a few books like The Four Agreement I told you. Um, there's a book that's by a Dutch author, Jan Geurts, and it's called Addicted to Love, mm-hmm. uh, Verslaafd aan de Liefde. And um, it's very interesting because it tells you a lot about how we see relationships mm, and yeah. how it works, like how we are programmed, how it works yeah. in our head, how it works in our heart. And I think that, I think that kind of stuff is super interesting just to, to know if something happens that where it's coming from. Um, 
Yeah. And then uh, I have this five-minute journal every day mm. that I write down what I'm thankful for, yeah. what I want to achieve at the day. Like it's it's a very easy. I was never good at writing journals. Like I'm not like, oh, hello <laughs> journal, and then start with it like. You know um, what happened today. <laughs> exactly. No, now but now you have five questions. You just have to write it down. Yeah. It's like, what do you want to do today? Yeah. What if? And then you do it in the morning and at night you're going to ask like, all right, what could have gone better? Yeah. Um, and you write it down in a way that you actually manifest the opposite. If mm -hmm. something, you know, didn't go well, you write down that, uh, you know, I wish this and this and this would have happened. So you always take like a personal or like a positive mm -hmm. angle. Um, um, what else? So yeah, Headspace. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love Oprah's podcast. Mm, yeah. It's always very inspiring. Um, I mean, sometimes I don't have, I literally don't have the headspace to get more information apart from work stuff. Yeah. You know, you're kind of full and they say, oh, that's the moment you have to meditate. I'm like, no, I don't think yeah. there has to be a moment when you have to do anything, you know, when it doesn't feel right yeah. or you just want to, you know, Netflix and chill. Exactly. Then it's yeah. fine too. Um, I do like to get up in the morning, uh, early, like I What's prefer. <laughs> well, my son is up at six thirty-seven. So if I get up before that, I'm very happy because you go downstairs, you make your coffee, and it's like quiet. Wow. You know, you have like uh, before um, the sun comes up, before your your kid goes. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you have kids, you know your mornings are always a bit hectic and yeah, I can imagine noisy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually like it. I actually. Everyone always thinks that I'm like um, I'm like this evening person because I work in the yeah. in this industry, but I'm mm -hmm. actually much more uh, a morning and day yeah, person. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. Probably with the animals as well. Yeah, I have, I have the impression people with a lot of animals they tend to be They're morning. More, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but even right if you know you for you the can, competitions. Yeah, that as well. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I think that those kind of things like is there's also a book that's called One Day. Um, that's written by Taba and uh, he actually has a really it's really nice because he, he it's so easy to uh, read it because it's just like you have to change a few things during your day mm. and if you do that like everything changes completely and yeah. it really works and one of the things is get up at six or at five you know some people have like this 5 a.m club yeah, yeah thing that they do for i tried it for two months i mean i was and by the time it was 10 a.m i was so tired yeah <laughs> i was already five hours of you know um yeah. processing my thoughts and i mean for me it was too early and also sometimes i got up at five and was like what am i doing for the next three hours like yeah like, and it i mean it might be good to be bored just from time to time but mm -hmm. um but i, I think you know there, it is true that if you change certain things or like reset your mm -hmm. life a little bit, yeah. Um, but to be like, it's hard in the lockdown. Like everyone, you can't go anywhere. You don't really have a uh, a rhythm. Yeah. In the day, you just go. We're just waiting. That's how yeah. it feels sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, there's a lot of little things that you can change, and and I believe there's. It's a bit of pick and choose for you have to try and experiment yeah, and see what for works sure. for you. Uh, same oh, with the 100%. 5 a.m. club. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure I could do it. Maybe six I could do, but five. No. <laughs> no, but it's the same that a lot of people go get up and they start running. I mean, I hate running. Like, even though it could be the best thing, like, 
I my knees hurt. Like I, mm. I don't like yeah. running. So I like to yeah. walk, but um, I mean it's different when you wake up and it's you know 25 degrees and your your house is on a beach. Yeah, I would wake up and go to the beach. Hell yeah! You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you wake up in the middle of this, you know yeah. city and it's cold and yeah. I have a dog. I mean I think animals are good for. Um, for you as well mm-hmm. to and take you out yeah they take you out but they also give so much love you yeah know, and they don't absolutely. expect anything back it's like very uh, unconditional like absolutely yeah. totally agree mm. Mm. <laughs> i have so many questions <laughs> oh this i talk too much sorry <laughs> no that's the reason why you're here <laughs> what's the biggest misconception about jose welding um apart from you being an evening person <laughs> i guess being a jet set girl i mean i can dress up nice and do my hair and makeup and mm-hmm. people i would look completely different um at parties or events um than when i'm at home so yeah. i think a lot of people who see me is like oh this is this strong powerful businesswoman that yeah always uh you know always living the jet set life and drinking mm-hmm. champagne and um, like have this glamorous lifestyle with artists and yeah i mean it's not like i have a job that mostly takes place in the office that's also why whenever we get people that want like oh i want to work with you i want to have your job it's like <laughs> what part exactly it's an office job <laughs> yeah well, like do you like to have no personal yeah. life or because <laughs> i mean the hours that we put in like the like the career of an artist doesn't mm-hmm. stop like it can be friday night or yeah. sunday morning or you know wednesday especially afternoon. because it's global now it's global and yeah. also because they don't have like for them it's not just a job it's their life you mm-hmm. know and we also say that like if if you you know you want to pursue a career in music mm-hmm. it's it's hard work mm-hmm. and it's not only no. hanging out with artists in in a backstage room or um being at festivals all the time you yeah. need to do a lot of stuff for it's really crazy in not a lot of time um and it's also not always a lot of money that's going mm-hmm. um your way so i think the passion is very important and i think that's you know even though that people see me as very successful and then like yeah what is success like is it success mm-hmm. because you have a company that work you know that works with these people or mm-hmm. um So I think that that's the main misconception that I am actually just a normal farmer girl. And yeah. uh, I realized that the, you know, the artist life, that's not the real world, you know, that's no. also something that's created because if you look at the media or the entertainment industry, yeah. it's all very, you can tell any story and yeah. you can make believe, you make people believe whatever you want them to show them. And yeah. especially on social media, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not believe because that's the only thing that we see. Yeah. Um, but I know how artists as well, they can struggle, you know, they have yeah, their shit in life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and the same for me, it's not a perfect life. It's hard to, you know, be a good mom sometimes. It's hard to, like, there's always this feeling of guilt because if you're not in the office a lot, you feel guilty towards your staff. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, not... Um, available for a certain client you know from time to time then you feel guilty for that yeah. if you're not at home with your son you feel guilty towards that or your family or your friends yeah i wish i had a little bit more time in my day 
that yeah. my days were a little bit longer. <laughs> One hour more. Yeah, <laughs> it would be great. You you just said what people think you're successful. What 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 does it mean to you to be successful? I mean, being happy with yourself. I think that's the like the highest thing you can achieve. Mm -hmm. Like wake up every day, being satisfied. You yeah. don't feel the urge to go. You know, shopping. We always say like, oh, retail therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, that things are just good as they are. Mm, that you yeah. are happy with where you are in life. And that, you know, in the end, everything is about love. Um, that you realize that every day and that there's... I mean, of course, not every... No one's life is always that, you know, straight line. Yeah. There's always things happening that you don't... Um, you don't know that they were gonna happen um, but I think yeah being successful in life is being happy you mm -hmm. know being able to love other people and um, I think it has not I mean to have a successful career is when you work hard for it you know and yeah. you always do your best and mm -hmm. um, in my situation that's you know I work with artists and brands and events and we provide a certain service and I I'm really good at it, you mm -hmm. know, it's just the talent that I have and it's, yeah. it made the company successful um, and I mm -hmm. mean, I'm super proud of, you know, when I was, I was 23 when I started and I have a team now and, you know, I, I pay uh, all the salaries every month yeah, and they all have a, a mortgage yeah. on a house, you know, and that's yeah. something I can be proud of. Yeah. Um, or when we have an artist on a cover for of a magazine that yeah. kind of, that small little happy moments. But in the end of the day, if that all falls away, it shouldn't, my life should not depend on that. Yeah. More depend yeah. on myself. And um, so I think that's, that's very wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of books. No, no. But in the end, it's true because in, in work, um, things are always going to go different than you expect. Mm -hmm. You can't predict how the next day is going to be. And if you're going to hold on to that and. I mean, I am a workaholic because I have a lot of passion for my job and because mm -hmm. I, I love it, but it should not be the reason why I feel successful or yeah, I feel happy. Define you. No, no. Yeah. Um, which ha it has been for a long time. It was the only mm -hmm. thing that made me happy and it was the only thing I hold on to. And I was away two weeks per month, you know, even though I had a family at home and, you know, it taught me a lot of things that I will definitely do different now. But yeah. I think, um, I think, you know, being happy with yourself, that's like yeah. the ultimate goal. <laughs> yeah, not easy, but uh, I also believe it's, it's, it's about um, being on your sweet spot, uh, mm -hmm. being on your path. I, I, I see a lot of people, they, they see something and they say, oh, that's, that's who I want to be. Or yeah, yeah. But I, I believe everyone has their path and, and it's different. That's why I say. To find it. And, yeah. and People, you know, they think they're like, oh, I want to be you or I want to have your yeah. jobs. Like, no, you don't. Like, this is not a not for everyone. And no, you yeah. need to find your own thing. Exactly. That, that is going to make you happy or that makes you feel successful or that, that gives you energy. But it's not never going to be the exact same thing that I do. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, we always have a lot of people that come in and. Like after a few months, they're like, oh, yeah, it's a bit different than I expected. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know. But then in the end of the day, they see with how much passion everyone's working. And you get yeah. a lot of, like for me also, working with a nice group of people and that gives you 
the right energy and you see happy faces walking in at the office yeah that for me is also super important yeah um because that's something that makes me proud you know yeah um that you create something that also not just me make, makes me happy but mm-hmm. also other people and they yeah can, um i mean it's always like people like when you're younger you have to choose what you're gonna do or what kind of career you're gonna pursue but it's so hard because it can go any direction and yeah. you can have it all in your mind all set up and and then Absolutely. the reality is so different and then uh, yeah. <laughs> that's 48 done. minutes <laughs> um so yeah 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 and also i i believe in life it's about experimenting and feedback and correct and yeah, experiment. For I sure. think that's that's the quickest way to do what you love doing. Yeah. It's okay to fail, you know. Yeah. I've, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes during my career, but I've always never been afraid to get up and try again or try different or um, I think that people you know shouldn't get too scared. Like no one is judging you for mm-hmm. trying again, right? No. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, okay, I have a last question okay. for you. Go. Um, I think for your age, you've had already a pretty full and rich life. <laughs> What do you hope life will treat you with going forward? Mm, I hope that... Um, wow, that's a big question. So this is my thing that I never really have goals in life. Mm-hmm. Everything comes a little bit as it comes. and. Um, I mean, I guess timing is everything, like things happen at a certain time for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. But I've always been uh, been very, you know, I always went with how, how things went, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also for my future. I mean, I hope to grow old together with someone I love and um, to see my son Finn grow up and that he's happy. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be happy yourself, but then if you have kids, then you care like, oh, that's like the most stressful thing. It's like you want them to be happy. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so if he's happy, then then, uh, then mommy's happy. Yeah. Then for me, it's also a little bit easier to be happy or not to stress out about it. Yeah. And then career wise, uh, I mean, I have a lot of I'm not done for sure. I have a lot of ideas and uh, I definitely Uh, there's a lot of talent out there that I would love to help. You know, yeah. now that I've done it for 10 years, I know a little bit, you know, especially with young talent, is how to yeah. help them with their careers. And also now that you know that it's not coming easy, you know, mm-hmm. especially in our industry, it's quite hard to break through and, and yeah. keep there and be healthy and make sure that yeah. mentally they're okay and not making yeah. the wrong decisions and that someone's, you know, there to look out for them. Yeah. That's what I like in my job. <laughs> Nanny. Yes. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you a lot for uh, you. for your time, Josie. Really uh, just it. really a nice yeah. uh, talk. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to stay tuned and listen to more episodes with inspiring leaders, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>